Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is still the United States of America, and as long as there are people like you out there who are indeed understanding what's at stake with our republic then it will remain still the greatest nation on the face of the earth, but we must prevail. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I'm glad that daily, all of you come along with me to build a bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Go to FreedomWorks, freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, and become a part of a movement. That people like you and me become a part of because we understand our opportunities in America. Freedomworks.org. Freedomworks.org. Go there. Also, I want to thank uh, our flagship station, Red State Talk, the talk monster, coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe, uh, the largest talk platform in the nation and the most listened to, I might Add, and I'm very glad to be a part of that family. And uh, if you're traveling through Times Square anytime soon, you just might want to look up above Ripley's, the iconic. Well, you know, Times Square is such a ghost town these days. It's not as uh, prestigious almost to be in Times Square, but it will be again. Uh, but crimes breaking out down there, you know, and then once we get a grasp on all of this again and prosperity breaks out again, everything will be just fine again. But of course, Red State has a billboard up above, um, Ripley's, believe it or not, and still, uh, 24 hours uh, a day, every hour, the C.L. Bryant show does pop there on that massive billboard and no C.L.'s face looks right back at you there in Times Square. And, um, hey, I want to thank our friends up in Utah. I'll be going up there real soon. In fact, next month's month, I'll be headed up to uh, the Salt Lake um, City area, Ogden area, uh, to do some speaking. Headed down to San Antonio. Uh, this coming weekend, I'll be down in San Antonio and, uh, Texas, Tejas, Tejas. Hey, listen, folks. Yeah, you'll be hearing more and more Spanish coming out of my mouth because I am learning to speak it. Oh, yes, no doubt about it. Um, I am going to, uh, your son. <laughs> no doubt about it, baby. I'm going to do it. I am. I'm going to do it. And it's. I think it's necessary. 
You know, there are some things that, you know, if you didn't win that battle, it does become not not that you give up your principles, but you do need to know what folks are talking about. <laughs> okay. And so, I mean, you know, you, you don't want to be in, in your own homeland, in your own home. Because, you know, my grandchildren speak Spanish. Like two or three of them speak Spanish. Now, how am I going to look in my own house and my kids are speaking Spanish? They may have their little Spanish friends here with them. They're talking about me. <laughs> I have no clue what kind of coup may be going on. You better learn how to speak it. And I'm not just, I know if you're going to be defiant. I'm not, I'm not, never. They, they, they learn to speak my, well, yeah, I agree with you. I absolutely agree. But I think the tool to have in the old uh, tool bag right now, hanging around your waist, is be able to pull out some Spanish. And for the fun of it, I think I'm going to learn how to speak um, Chinese. Yeah. I just hope that never becomes a necessity. It's necessary to speak Spanish, though. Uh, it's just necessary. I mean, your kids, uh, you know, it's just going to be necessary. Trust me on that. You can download Babel and um, start learning Spanish. It's actually very familiar to you. And uh, it's very familiar to you. You know, I have this uh, show that Jane and I um, used to watch on, um, what was it, Netflix, I think it was. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was Netflix. It was called Queen of the South. Queen of the South. Oh, yeah, yeah, this preacher and his wife watch Queen of the South. It's, listen, we are we are adults. <laughs> of course, we don't watch films like that. We weren't, weren't uh, telling our, encouraging our children to do it. I'm not encouraging you to do it. I'm just making a point here. And there was a segment of the show. It's very interesting, you know, drama. It's a drug drama. One of those cartel drug dramas. But it's a very uh, interesting story. Teresa Mendoza. Mendoza. I think she's just totally hot. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> I, I listen. It's been seven months now. It's time for me to start re reawakening. I mean, crazy or anything, but I was just saying that Teresa Mendoza is a very, very lovely woman who plays, you know, I don't, I don't even know her real name, but you know, she's got talent, and so. The segment that I'm referring to is this. All Espanol. Todos Espanol. All Espanol. And I... There was a time when they would put the, you know, translation, subtitle, or the, you know, translation across the screen. And, you know, if you're 
one of those almost 80 AD readers like I am. You read stuff backwards sometimes before you get it straight and, and all this kind of stuff. Although I've got to read very well. Uh, I, I riff better. Riff, riff much, much better. But I read very well. But I can get it twisted sometimes. They don't put the titles down on the screen anymore when there's, unless it's an older Spanish show or a show that has Spanish speaking in it. it. The newer ones, folks, they do not put the translations down on the screen. Either you know Spanish or you don't know what they just said. And you lose a step in the flow of the show. Now, it makes sense for me to do it because I like these types of crime shows. And nine times out of ten, they're going to involve the Russians, the Spanish, or, you know, or maybe the Irish. But mostly here in America, when we're talking about American trafficking, we're talking Spanish, cart- uh, or, you know, Latin, Latin American cartels. And they make films about it. And you're going to either learn how to speak Spanish if you're going to deal with the society that you're going to live in. Because the films are about the society. Oh, yeah. And if you don't think that your grandchildren are going to regularly, uh, you know, every one of them, it's going to, it's going to be a re- uh, normal thing speak Spanish, you're, you're out of your mind. They're going to speak the language. You might as well learn to speak the language too because as I say to you all the time, and I certainly hope that you're listening to me when I tell you this, those of you who are 45 and below 85, 45 to 85 right now you're 45 to 85 right now you're alive and well in America you're in reasonably good health in America 45 to 85 I fall right in between that cut you know know, right, right there right in between then the rumors on the street and even beginning to appear in medical journals is that your opportunity, 45 to 85, that's all I'm talking to, 45s to 85s at this point in time, that's all I'm talking to. The chances of you living to be 105 to 110 years of age regularly in that demographic is absolutely real. And the percentages of those possibilities are indeed growing as medical science, of course, takes a new leap every year, right? Okay, so if that, uh, and I, I certainly pray God it does because it helps me with my Moses blessing. In fact, may even help me live even longer than I was um, planning on living anyway. 120, 120 years. And um, 
So if that's if that's real, if that's so, then what is necessary is this. You become prepared for the America you'll live in, for the world that you'll live in. And and quite frankly, Americans, you know, even though, you know, I love our people and I, I'm totally on board with you. We're talking about Americans should speak American. If you live here, you speak English. I agree, totally agree. Absolutely in agreement with that. But the fact of the matter is we're one of the very few nations on earth who are not multilingual. And as the world begins to expand and actually become smaller, while it expands, it becomes smaller. It's a paradox. It expands, but it becomes smaller. And knowledge becomes incredibly plentiful, but yet it's guarded. It's there, but it's guarded because it is gauged as to what most of the world receives as far as knowledge is concerned. And if we do not gauge uh, Bill Gates and, you know, uh, my, uh, Facebook and, 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 you know, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, then it, the, the type of content that you're used to um, putting out in your own social media way. Because the amazing thing about living in these times right now is that everyone has it. Everyone is is there. I remember hearing Sean uh, Hannity say years ago, years ago, that the day is coming when everybody's going to have their own show. And with Twitter and all of that, that's, you know, available, Facebook, TikTok, all of that. That's, that's real. That's very real. And so your content then becomes important to those who would want to suppress other thoughts, other points of view. And if you're not careful, you'll wind up in a situation, if we're not careful, we'll wind up in a situation like they're in in other parts of the world. Uh, They're not, they, they began to recognize that no, they are not getting all of the information. They're getting what is agreed upon by government. And listen, friends, this is where this nation is headed. If, in fact, we are stupid enough to allow Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, Kamala, Kamala, Whatever. I just hope we never have to get used to saying it. If we're stupid enough to elect them president, vice president of the United States, if you're stupid enough to elect her president of the United States, 
All right, come on, come on now. I, 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 I might as well get real. At this point, the games have to begin, okay? Let the games begin and let the gloves come off. Let's face it. Can we tell some truth around here? If you elect Biden Harris, Harris is gonna be the president. Now, what's wrong with that picture? Why? Well, hey, let me tell you what's wrong with that picture. She failed big time even before the um, <laughs> primaries took place she was out out that's how unimpressive we're talking about. She was out. Now, what are we looking for? We're looking for a way in. If you are the progressive wing of the party, you are trying to do something clever enough, smart enough, savvy enough to adequately position a fascist Marxist candidate in the White House. And she has to be, that person has to be somebody that black people will go along with. And it has to be done in a way that is uh, neat, let us say. And what neater way to bring in a Marxist left-wing fascist like Kamala Harris than to couple her with an old white man who used to have his faculties and check enough to say no to Marxism. I'm sorry, Joe. You no longer have your faculties in check enough to say no to Marxism. And yes, it's your fault. You have the ability to say yes and no, but you sold out. I'll be back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. You know what, folks? There has been a narrative that I have been painting for uh, about a month now. Not maybe not quite a month. Uh, now, right after we had my my wife's memorial service, I started this narrative here on the show, and so it's been oh, it's been about a month now, and uh, in fact, it's been over a month. And the narrative is that Joe Biden, and it appears that Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi, maybe even Chucky Schumer, are old enough to remember what the Democrat Party was like when Tip O'Neill and Ted Kennedy were alive. And how, even though they were still leftist and heading heading quickly to where they are right now, they weren't there yet, and they weren't not Marxist. They, they, no, they weren't. They were not Marxist. They love spend money. But they were not Marxist. And Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer... And even Barack Obama, remember when they were not Marxist, although Barack was put in office in order to open the door for that. But even he is not on board with the Ocasio-Cortezes and all of that because he's an academic. Well, he's an educated man. and he, I mean, you know, he, he can add and subtract. He's been president of the United States, and I think he likes living in the America that he lives in, even though he would like to, to, to see it slowly uh, painlessly become more and more Marxist over a period of time. At least uh, he wants to enjoy the capitalist way of life, um, uh, at least until he's dead. And I think Joe Biden wants the same. Nancy Pelosi wants the same. And so does uh, Chuck Schumer. I know that I want this nation to remain uh, very much the way I found it. I'm talking about as far as opportunity is concerned. When I became a working-class, tax-paying citizen myself, I, w- I want this nation to be the way I found it, land of opportunity. I do not want government uh, wanting to hand me nothing. Just move out of my way. I'll get it myself. But my narrative has been this. I believe that they are willing to fall on their swords by going along with crazy And there's a there's a uh, statement that is beginning to be circulated, supposedly coming from Barack Hussein Obama. And the statement is that they're wanting to seep into the American 
consciousness and psyche is that Barack seriously doubts Biden's ability to win. And uh, if it can be messed up, and that's not the word that they used, or that he is supposedly have used on numerous occasions. If, 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 let's not underestimate Joe's ability to mess it up. <laughs> and that's not, that's not the, they didn't use messed. Yeah, no. Didn't use messed. But Obama think that Joe has this ability. You shouldn't underestimate Joe's ability to mess things up. <laughs> That's not the word that he used. And he doubts. Barack doubts that Biden can win. Now, I, I want you, I want you, I want you to check this out because this is, I'm talking about a year that has been extraordinary. I'm talking about four years that have been extraordinary in politics. Democrats have been this way. They have uh, said that they want something. And, and, and that is the absolute ousting of Donald John Trump. They have said that. They have said they want his ouster. But then they have gone about doing everything they possibly can to make sure that that does not happen. <laughs> it's the strangest thing I have ever seen in my life politically. And I've been around this political game for 50 years since I was 14 years old. I, yeah, Alphonse Jackson campaign in Shreveport, Louisiana, 50 years ago, nearly 50 years ago. Not quite 50. That's the first political campaign I became. Arthur G. Thompson. Leslie Jones. Yes, those were people in my hometown, Shreveport, Louisiana, that, uh, that matter in the political spectrum and kicking it off, making it happen. Yeah, they made it happen. In fact, if you want to know the truth, I stand on their shoulders. And I was, a, of course, a Democrat back then. We all were. We thought it was for the best. It was the best thing for our race. Because that's the way we thought at the time in the 60s and early 70s. Because this I'm talking about in the early 70s now. Uh, late 60s, early 70s. You know. This is how we voted as a race. Because 
We had to in order to get what the race needed in the 60s and the early 70s and even going into the 80s. What the race needed was to come to some, find themselves in at some type of parity because we were not. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, the opportunity was, should have been there. It, it, it's the land of opportunity, but it wasn't there for us. We had to reach the parity and we began to do that. The opportunities began to open for us to go into business and do things and expand and become a part of decision making. Talking about black folks. And to become actually a part of the process. The opportunities, especially in the 80s and 90s, now we're in the 2000s. The opportunities are absolutely there. 2008, we elected the first black president of the United States, meaning that there is nothing, no, nothing that a person in this nation, I don't care what color they are, would want to do, cannot achieve it. If there's anything that Barack Obama uh, is a symbol of, and that is American achievement. I'm not saying that he is a symbol of American achievement as his administration. I'm simply saying the election of this man of color is a symbol of American achievement. No, his administration was an absolute symbol of uh, presidential failure economically, educationally, uh, unemployment numbers were in the toilet. Donald John Trump had the best unemployment numbers in white, Latino, and women that we have ever seen in this nation. Not Barack. No, that would not be Barack. The Democrat Party, though, seemingly is covertly torpedoing. And if you look at it from my point of view, I think it's in, in your face. I think the Democrat Party is torpedoing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Especially since they chose Kamala. I don't know why they would do that. Could they have possibly put together a ticket that they know would fail? Huh? Could they possibly be that devious? as to put together a ticket that they could absolutely begin to circulate rumors that Barack doubts Biden-Harris can win. You usually don't hear that kind of talk coming out of a camp at this stage in the game. 80 days left. 79. You don't, you don't hear that kind of talk at this stage in the game coming out of that camp and it's actually coming out of that camp I am not hearing I, I want to hear it's got to come it's got to come 
is going to come in Barack Obama's speech. Is that, uh, when is that? Wednesday night? Wednesday night, uh, tonight, you got Joe Biden and you have Michelle, former First Lady Michelle Obama, coming out. And <laughs> speaking. That's going to be interesting. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot. Oh, my goodness. Get the popcorn out because tonight she's going to be ready. Michelle will be ready tonight. In fact, she may be ready to steal the. <laughs> she may be ready to steal the nomination. I may feel that good to her. Barack's already saying he doesn't, he doubts that, you know, Joe can win. So there's something may have to be done. And I've kept telling you, I kept telling you, I've told you this over and over and over. I have never been sure. I have never, I've never been convinced that Joe Biden is nothing, is more than the presumptive nominee for president of the Democrat Party. I have never yet been convinced that he's going to be their, their guy. Never have. And there is a reason, and I think we're all going to see it real soon, there is a reason why they are positioning Kamala Harris like they are. And the tragedy is the people have never given her voice. The people have never up until just now, and that's the Democrat Party, didn't have a choice but to give Joe voice. The people, have, other than that, other than this time around in the Democrat Party, and that's simply because they had nobody else, they had no alternative, they had nobody else. The people have not given Joe a voice. They've never given Joe a voice. They, they have ne they've, they've never, they've never wanted, they've never want, they've never wanted Joe. They've never wanted Joe at all. What was that? Man, I'm telling you the truth. You see, that is the, that's the, that's the um, downfall of technology. You see, it, it very well could take over at any time, Right? It very well can take over at any time. And so, friends, what I'm saying to you, what just happened to my phone here? Huh? I didn't do, I didn't touch it. But yet, it starts playing my intro song. I did not touch the phone. I have been just sitting around talking on the phone, because that's what I do a lot. I'm fixing to start traveling. Headed down to San Antonio, but Siri 
comes on. And I'm headed out to uh, Utah and I'm stopping into Florida and North Carolina before I head out to Utah next month. I still have Florida and North Carolina to visit along with San Antonio. So my schedule, my travel schedule is really picking up and I'm really glad that you know everything's looking up as far as us being um, okay, we're going to be just fine. You know, survive all of this foolishness. Get on back to normal. Get back on the saddle and ride. It's time to saddle up and ride. I, brother, live with American courage, boldness, and courage than being for us to live in sheepish fear of something that um, we must overcome. The only way to overcome it is to go and do, go, go, just go, let's go do this. Let's go live our lives. That's how we overcome this. Fortify your bodies with supplements, zinc, what have you. Uh, the, the hydrochloroquine, uh, my good buddy, uh, Louis Gomert, um, <laughs> he um, credits it for his, you know, wellness, along with his faith in God, of course. Of course. There's nothing but the grace of God that has kept any of us. Nothing but. But that's the way it has always been when we face scarlet fever, yellow fever, smallpox, chicken pox, whatever. When we faced all kinds of pox in this country. And we've still gone on, not wearing any masks, but just being smart, cautious, but going on with life, or just keeping our businesses running and going, just being smart. We've never had to do any of this. We've survived. Yes, um, the weak who contracted this and were not able to throw it off, they died. That's the way of the world. That's the way it has always been. That's the way it will always be. They got used to, you know, I have I've had people, I say, man, I, you know, I'm just passing and passing. Wow, everybody's seeing me scared, scared to death. And yeah, they say, yeah, I'm scared to death. They are. Media has themselves scared to death. Joe Biden, Joe Biden, I, I have him scared to death, but I prefer, I prefer my president, I prefer my president to be bold and courageous. Stand bold in the face of something that may be harmful. I prefer my president showing that face to the American people. He's being careful. Of course he is, but still he's being bold. I prefer bold and courageous. That's the American look. That is what has made us the greatest nation face the planet. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for So you said
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you coast to coast, border to border, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of, of the planet. That is America. Glad, proud, happy to be with you here today. And of course, let the games begin. The Democrat National Convention has kicked off. And the only reason why uh, the place where it is being kicked off, and it still may be, is not burning down. It's because nobody's there. <laughs> I had uh, predicted at one time that it'd be like uh, Chicago in 1968, where the hippies and the yippies were, you know, had LSD in the water supply and all this kind of stuff, or at least it was rumored uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Turn them on. Turn on the entire city. Turn on and tune out. Tune out and turn on. Yeah. It was headed that way. That type of unrest was headed. And it still could occur. Who knows what the Republican National Convention uh, may be like. <clears throat> but I was saying uh, to each of us, and hey, listen, understand this everybody is going to have to come to grips with bold and courageous that's the way I prefer to be an American that's the only way I'm going to be an American that's the only way I'm going to be a man period that is the only way that I am going to live my life as a man upon this earth bold and courageous I take seriously to myself what God said to Joshua there in those first two chapters of of Joshua uh, you're well able to possess the land only be thou very be bold and very courageous don't be afraid. You must choose bold and courageous. It's not something that comes naturally to hardly anyone. Especially when you're facing the unknown. And that's what coronavirus is. But friends, we are well able to possess the land. But we must be bold and courageous if we're going to possess it. If we're going to keep this land, 
the way it was handed to intentionally handed to us by our four parents, red, yellow, black, and white, each and every one of them had a vision of their child's future. And quite frankly, um, this is a great future that they handed us compared to theirs. And what we are beginning to witness now is people wanting to mess that up for all of us. And the question is, quite frankly, how are you going to let that happen? I'm not. Hey, everybody got theirs. Everybody was able to get their part, you know, in the capitalist system and the, doing it the American way, uh, the land of opportunity and everything. Why, why would I let anyone, any movement, BLM, Antifa, uh, whoever they are, come along and destroy the mechanism that has made people who came right before me extremely wealthy. Why would I let people destroy that and turn it into what? And turn it into what the people on the street are doing? That's what, that's what you want to turn America into? I don't want any part of it. And I want to put down by force, police force, anyone who would want to destroy my opportunity to my American future, to my American future, by burning down and tearing down the principles, the monuments of the future. Hey, every decent and good thing that has happened to me in this country, and believe me, there has been far more oh my goodness every morning when I wake up and I'm able to breathe the air and and, and get up and do what I, I, I want to do earn that right in this country I don't want that changed I don't want nobody telling me that I gotta walk outside my house with a mask on my face I don't want that changed I don't want to have to go into Walmart with a mask on my face. I see these idiots driving down the end of the street in their own cars with masks on their face. There is a hysteria that has taken over this country. You can't escape death. You can be cautious not to do anything stupid, but Lord, get ready for you. You're gone. Huh? It's a death. It's an appointment. It's appointed unto everybody. Death. It's the wages of our sin nature. Now all of us have done that. Oh, many times this day. Oh, you may not even be aware of it, but you have. You've transgressed the law of of God, no doubt about it. You better be glad for the grace of Jesus Christ because you have transgressed the law. Oh, you may have looked at her and uh, not even thought that uh, you had said any, thought anything uh, untoward, but you did. 
You very may, well may have. It may not even be, have been that. It just may have been uh, telling a relative, a friend, a co-worker, or whatever that, uh, you know, you can't talk right now. When they nearly need to talk to you. That may not be sinful. But it's just not doing like doing unto others. All of us have our shortcomings and frailties. So when we start talking about uh, changing the way people in America are prosperous, then you you talk about changing the natural order of what America is. You start labeling everybody, first of all, who disagree with you, racist, or an Uncle Tom, or a sellout. That's what fascists do. They have to uh, make you something evil. You have to be a racist. You had to be a sellout. You had to be an Uncle Tom. And Uncle Tom certainly was the least evil of all stories. Uncle Tom was such a uh, lover of and wanting to protect the slaves himself. In fact, he was beat to death because he would not beat the slaves like by the overseer like he was told to be. That's an incredible story. Especially now, in the midst of the of the fact that uh, people do not understand that story at all. No, they don't understand that story at all. And uh, uh, the people who first took Uncle Tom to be a bad guy from that, uh, they weren't literary geniuses. That's how... Uh, Uncle Tom became a derogatory term is because the people who interpreted it did not were not literary uh, applying it literarily and seeing the entire facets of that character he was a protector of black people. That's not the story that's told about Uncle Tom. Read the story. Read Harriet Beecher, Beecher Stowe's uh, book. Or um, look at the. You can get. I get. I can watch the movie. I don't know. Uncle Tom's Cabin. Yeah. Harriet Beecher Stowe. Friends, there are so many things. LA is opening up there schools again Barack Obama um, doesn't believe that um, Biden can win now he's gonna he's gonna say that's a lie tomorrow or Wednesday night whenever that is I don't know he's gonna say it's a lie but we'll see dr. Scott Atlas is saying that um, we should go back to normal school, normal life, 
even in the midst of this pandemic. He is the newest addition to the White House Coronavirus Task Force and is advocating for a return to normal life amid the pandemic political reports. Yeah, Dr. Scott Atlas, uh, who was recently named a White House advisor, is pushing for the reopening of schools and return of sports and is warning against an overreaction to the coronavirus. Now, this is what we had, it's what I've been anticipating here, the truth. That's why I told you we've survived worse things, and we never had to do this. The weak was going to die. That's the way it happens. But you have the common sense to take your own precautions as to what you want to do. Okay, you don't have to be herded into a mask and herded into lines at Walmart. Six, you don't have to be. You have to do that. We are designed for the weak to be weeded out, and the strong will survive, and and life goes on, and we become stronger for it. But what we have done, and I think it's purposely done, is actually overreacted in a way to this purposely to weaken us and for political purposes to weaken the society and its process. That's what I think has happened here. That's what I think is happening here. Yeah. And so, friends, um, I, I just don't understand what you are waiting for. I don't understand why you're so silent. It's time to speak now at the voting booth. Oh, you don't have to say anything verbally. But it's time for you now to speak because if you don't speak now, you might as well hold your peace from now on. That's the way this game is going down. I'll be back. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice, the C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for being there with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. As all of you know, it's just me here today. Well, it's just me anytime. My tech uh, is somewhere else. It's, it is done these days remotely, and uh, I'm here uh, in my uh, studio, and um, yeah, yeah. pretty comfortable, I guess. I do it, but I miss a couple of beats, as you may know, occasionally. But as we head down this highway, as we're um, riding it all night long, this highway of life, and all day long, this highway of life, this is the most interesting time that I have ever seen because um, it does actually, you can actually see the fork in the road. And, and and let me say this again. I mean, I, I got this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this because I want you to start looking at it in this fashion. At least making this a part of your thought process. What is that? Go purposely out to your it'd be much easier if we didn't have these masks and stuff on because you could see people's facial expressions okay um it's more difficult with the mask on but go into your walmart or your you know uh, your stores your big box stores your dillards or what have you whatever might be open i think serious closed down forever isn't it <laughs> Yes, it is. Yeah, Diller is J.C. Penney's. Is Jock Pinier open? You know, I hadn't really checked. I think Jock Pinier may not be open. Uh-huh. Uh, wouldn't that be something? And so, what am I saying? I- I'm saying when you go in there and you see the people, you're looking, they're looking, even with the mask on. Nobody cares what color you are. I mean, there's no racial tension. Is there? Or is that real or Memorex? Imagine? I mean, huh? What racial tension are you talking about here now? The racial tension I experienced at the Walmart? Oh, no, at Dillard's? Uh, the, the racial tension, the last racial tension that I recall in a Shreveport mall was racial tension between the same race. Is that the racial tension you're talking about? Because when I come, the, the, the only, you know where I see racial tension most? Come home, flip on the television. 
There it is. Racial tension. I'll be doggone. They are showing me racial tension. And they are wanting me to believe. Look at that. Look at like they're burning the cities down. They are wanting me to believe they're doing all of this because of racial inequity in America. Doggone it, man. I didn't see it at the Walmart. I didn't see it when I went to the gas station. A circle K. But if you be- began to embrace their narrative, this is the hook in all of this. You get what you're looking for. Oh, you're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. You get what you look for. And what do they want you to look for? Racial tension. Racial tension. That's what they want you to look for. And if you go to the Circle K and Oh, let's just say you have a little tiff with the guy in front of you for whatever reason. Maybe uh, he's just sitting there and, you know, you get out of your car. Yeah, you shouldn't do this. I'm not saying you do this. I've seen it done. And you say, hey, man, can you move on? The guy takes it uh, personally, and he, before you know it, you're in each other's face. It could happen easily. These day and time, oh, my God, everybody's on... Everybody's on edge. Could happen easily. Easily. And um, one's black, one's white. All of a sudden, you have something resembling a race riot. Had nothing to do with race. Had to do with two idiots. The George Floyd incident really had nothing to do with race. Had to do with a very bad cop who should have been dealt with swiftly swiftly and that would have gone away but no we turned it into purposely purposely turned it into something that could inflame passions the loss of a man's life, uh, yeah, it's a sad occasion at any point in time, but it's a normal occasion. It happens. You're going to go, I'm going to go, everybody's going to go one way or another unless Jesus comes and receives us unto himself before any of us taste death. We're alive and well right now. We're alive and remain here on this earth right now. If he does not, then you're, you're going to go. I'm going to go. Everyone uh, on this earth is going to go. So, you know, you're walking through that valley. Yeah. Every day. The shadow is there. Every day. Whether you got coronavirus 
uh, floating around in America or not. You walk through the valley of the shadow of death daily. And the only thing, regardless of what it is, you be facing visible or invisible. You see, this is what's so crazy about being hysterical about coronavirus. You've had all kinds of things just being out watering your your lawn or cutting your grass enter into your body, uh, you know, walking in the woods. You've had all kinds of things enter into your body. Yes, you have. That uh, could be just as harmful that you fought off. I remember one time, it was Christmas time, my wife and um, and I had moved to um, Dallas, Texas for the first time, I think, well, maybe it's for the second time. And we uh, were going to, we moved in for a brief moment or I may, I may be getting this all, no, 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 no. I had bought, we, Jane and I had bought um, our second home, our first home, our first home. I had bought our first home, and I wanted a large live tree because we closed on it about a month, two months before Christmas, and I wanted a large live tree in my home. And uh, first house I ever had that had, um, you know, 10-foot ceilings and, you know, that type thing. And um, more a big tree. Go out, chop it down myself in this. I find it. I mean, I'm just looking around and I find it. So I have to go down to Grand Cane and hunt it, hunt it down, hunt it up. And I go out and chop it down, drag it out, strap it to the car, and, and bring it back. What I'm, the point that I'm making is that there was something out in that field while I was chopping that tree that got into my lungs that made me wheeze and cough and wheeze and cough. For days, I felt horribly bad. Now, if I had died from that, it would have been because my body would not have been strong enough to fight it off. Even with the doc, if even if I'd gone to the doctor, I did not. I didn't go to the doctor at all. I fought it off. And you know what? To tell you the truth, there's a lot of times, and I'm not recommending this, man, because I know you're bad about not going to the doctor. You should. There's been many a times, I think, uh, in my lifetime, and one of the reasons why I think that uh, I thank God for my immune system is because I've helped it become strong. I haven't run to the doctor every time uh, I got a sniffle or something. In fact, I never go to the doctor just for a cold or something of that nature. But I get a yearly checkup at this stage in the game. Uh, it's best to, you know, keep an eye on your blood pressure and, you know, little aches and uh, pains, you know, that may come along. Just get a checkup. So far for me, hey, I'm as good to go as any 
30, 35-year-old man. Good to go. I feel like it, too. I feel good. Most people say I look decent. <laughs> Headed down to uh, San Antonio. This uh, San Antonio, Texas. This weekend, or this week, this week, I'll be there this week. And then uh, the following week, I'll be over and um, be down in Florida, over in Palm Beach, uh, Florida. Then I'll be headed up to North Carolina. Or do I go to North Carolina first? Can't remember. And uh, then I'll be headed up to Utah, Salt Lake City area. Ogden in that area. Uh, headed to Utah. And so I'll be on the road uh, quite a bit coming up here in these next um, few days and uh, weeks and I look forward to seeing you all uh, fizz bumping shaking hands hugging whatever I'm down for it I've done it for the last month and a half and I am just fine you are just fine if you have under check with your doctors get your checkups if you have underlying health conditions then be take precautions for that don't mean don't go nuts live your life underlying health conditions or makes you vulnerable either way you look at it right of course it does it makes you vulnerable either way you look at it I mean, who knows? Uh, a kid comes along with, I mean, you, that's why it's it's incumbent upon you now to check out your own health and your own health situation. Kid comes along with a cold virus and you don't know that you don't know that you have this underlying thing, that kid will take you out. Hmm? But that's always been the case. Gee whiz, um, we didn't. We never went around my grandmother when I had a cold or something like that. No, you give Mama Sarah your cold. You give Mama Rachel your cold. No, you can't. You can't go. You can't. Uh, uh-uh, baby, you can't hug. You can't hug uh, Granny. And I, and Granny, be wanting to hug me. She didn't care. But no, my mother made sure when my grandparents got certain ages and so forth. If I had a cold or something, they they didn't let me go around them. That's just common sense. Same things that, that, that killed us then, kill us now. We should be stronger, but for some reason we're weaker. Isn't that amazing? Wiser, but yes, in many ways weaker. And, um, no, I don't think that's a biblical principle. I've heard people apply that to Bible principle, but I don't think I've ever seen that in Scripture. Um, Personally, I I haven't. Maybe I've overlooked it. If you haven't, send it to me. DCLBryanShow.com Heard it all my life. Grow wiser but weaker. Uh, You know, that's what the Bible says. Uh, No, it doesn't. (laughs) Uh, at least I've you show it to me. I'll be very happy to retract 
my statement, but I'm actually, I sought that out. Uh, I thought at least it, maybe it's that one, but there's many things we attribute to scripture. Yeah, it's clean, you know, and um, it has nothing to do with scripture at all. Yes. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah, probably so. But I don't think that's contained in Scripture. Yeah. There's a lot of things that sound good, you know. Penny safe. <laughs> you know what the Bible says. Yeah. A lot of that comes out of, a lot of the things that you attribute to the Bible, they're just so wise. But, you know, Ben Franklin did say a lot of things, too, that we hold as scripture. Early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's what scripture says. <laughs> I mean, I've heard people do that. I've heard people say stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they were, they were serious. Oh, they were serious. They weren't kidding. They knew they had been heard that at Bible study. But they hadn't. Now, if you see that somewhere in Scripture, I want to see it. I mean, please send it to me, and I'll be very happy to retract if I can uh, verify that I was wrong about uh, that quotation. Heard it a bit. Ready to rise? Oh, I am! My goodness, I I have I have heard a the 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 preacher the the messenger that day say stuff like that from a pulpit that I will not name. Yeah, and that type of ignorance is pervasive. You know where are you? Gotta, you're gonna be your you're your brother's keeper. Uh, what? Oh, Scripture says that. Scripture says you need to be your brother's keeper. No, it doesn't. Oh, I can, uh, Cain and Abel, I can tell you. I'm going to break that down for you when we return. I'm CL. Don't you go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That- you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Are lifted high. Our hearts are bowing in reverence. 
ZL back with you on this great day in the USA. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we build this bridge to conversation daily right here on the Talk Monster Red State Talk Radio, largest talk platform in uh, the nation and the most listened to. And I thank you so much for coming along with us. Traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. And uh, above that iconic building is the Red State Talk billboard. And uh, every hour, on uh, every hour, the C.L. Bryant show on that billboard pops up. And old C.L.'s face is looking back at you. And Times Square, which will be booming soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Won't be long. I'm not saying that I'm going to take the um, antivirus, but those of you who will, have at it. Am I my brother's keeper? That's the quote from scripture that has been turned into I am my brother's keeper. That's been turned into you are your brother's keeper. But that's not what was said. That's not what was asked of the first murderer the the Bible tells about. His name was Cain. He was the first murderer the Bible tells about. Who did he murder? His brother. What did he murder him over? Policy. <laughs> Disagreement on method. Yeah. Policy. God, of course, has to get on record uh, his statements. And we, of course, get in our own heads things that uh, are wrong about biblical statements. And this is certainly one of them. This statement made by Cain is one that has been taken out of context even in pulpits again. And that's the saddest part of it all, is that you hear from the pulpit that we should be our brother's keeper. And that is not the scriptural basis of any of this. Or it should not be the scriptural basis of our approach to any of this. What had Cain done and why did he utter those words? Am I my brother's keeper? 
God had, of course, witnessed, knew of, and of course, wanted to get on record to all of humanity the response that would come from this murderer, the first murderer. The words or the question back to God from Cain was in response to God's question about Abel, his brother, who had been slain and evidently hidden because his body wasn't there. Cain pretended he didn't know where he was. In his answer to God in the form of a question, am I my brother's keeper? In other words, my data keep up with him? How would I know where he is? It was a sarcastic answer. Oh, you check it out. It was the third, fourth chapter of Genesis. Uh, you check it out. Check it out for yourself. Yeah. Check it out for yourself. You, We were never told to be our brother's keeper. That was a sarcastic remark back to the creator of life, mankind, and the universe from the first murderer on earth, according to scripture, who had killed his brother over policy, over method, over differences in outcome. You do know that's that's what Cain was miffed about. When, when God first introduces this character called sin, he produces or he talks about uh, sin like a beast crouching at your doorway. Sin crouches at the door if you're not careful of guard the way you view people's differences of outcome. Sin can overcome you. This beast, this creature that is crouching at the door seemingly at all times. When you expect the same type of outcomes for yourself without the same effort and you have animosity toward people who are getting different outcomes than you because somehow you think you should have the same as them. Your outcome should be like theirs. You're not getting it. What do you do? You become offended in them. Huh? You become offended in them without examining what it is that you may not be doing that they are. 
You become offended with them. Friends, I got to tell you something. That's pure insanity. Plain and simple. But we do it. We do it readily, willingly. We look for opportunities to become offended with someone who is doing better. That is the mindset that is being drummed into our young people that somehow capitalism, somehow the free market produces people who are greedy and selfish. Not so. It has produced people who are the greatest givers, the most productive, generous people on earth the free market has. Because the free market keeps producing more freedom and more people of goodwill in the free market who want to do good things with their capital gains. That's the nature of America. People wanting to do better, do good with their capital gains. (sighs) Yeah. You destroy that, you take that away. Who's in charge? Oh, and hey, listen, you better understand something. Hear me. Somebody going to be in charge if you take away the free market system. Somebody is going to be in charge of who gets and who doesn't, who eats and who doesn't. Free markets, you're in charge of that. You're free. To pursue eating as much as you want, you're free. To not pursue, you're free. Go for it or not, but don't be envious of those who do and get more out of effort. That's what you're jealous of. Cain killing Abel was about despising differences in results. And when God calls the murderer of free enterprise to the carpet, what's his cop out? Am I my brother's keeper? Hold that thought right there. He was being sarcastic in what he was saying to God. Those who have taken that statement and have turned it into a mantra for equal outcome, I want you to see it. They have taken it and have twisted it into something it was never intended to be. It was intended to be what it is. A sarcastic statement back to God hoping to cover up true intentions, true deeds, true motives. 
That's the Democrat Party. They want to cover up true intentions, true deeds, true motives. Yeah. They, they want you to think that they're trying to be their brother's keeper when actually they've taken it out of context. They want to control you. When you take on the role of brother's keeper, follow me now because this is what you want to avoid at all cost. That's what you want to avoid at all cost. When you take on the role of brother's keeper, when someone takes on the role as your keeper, what do they determine? They determine how you're kept. They determine how long you're kept, if you're kept. Yeah, how much you're kept. <laughs> the quality of you being kept. They determine all of that if you are someone's keeper. You determine for them, they determine for you if they're, the, they're yours. You don't ever want to be in that situation. I am not my brother's keeper. I'm my brother's helper. I can be my brother's friend. I can be his advisor, his consultant, his pastor. But I can't be his keeper. And don't you ever, young people, please hear me, and you be sure to tell your young people, all of you, you be sure to tell them that they do not want to lay down or become slaves to what these Democrats would want them to become slaves to, and that is the kept mentality. Give you free college. You don't deserve it. Because you didn't apply yourself anywhere else where it was free. You didn't apply yourself in public school when it was free. You didn't apply yourself there. We're going to give you free college for what? You better learn a trade or apply your God-given talent as a rapper. <laughs> or... Uh, nah, you didn't apply yourself in high school. There's no, there's no reason to believe that you'll apply yourself in college. Huh? There's no reason to believe that. It's, you know, it's a track, it's a track thing. Believe me, believe me. I was the same until I got older. I was the same student in college as I was in high school. Knowing I had skills, but yeah, lackadaisical. Besides that, I had gotten myself hitched, got myself involved, had a family. I not only had was lackadaisical about education, you know, in the classroom. I was uh, fanatical about keeping food on the table. Greatest fear is a young man being a young husband, a young father is being able to provide enough. Because my hey, look, look, daddy didn't raise no 
no, you know, boy, no boy. He raised a man. He'd tell you, tell you, my daddy would tell you that. Now, you know, and I got into the crossways, you know, when I was a young buck. Things would have turned out a whole lot different for me. A whole lot different. By the grace of God. I am what I am. Yeah. And when I see bums on the street, people who uh, are down in the gutter and on their luck, I know. But by the grace of God, there go I. And you may think that because you came from a, a, a wonderful, good, you know, family and all that. I did, too. I came from a great family. Choices. You make choices. Those choices. One, one choice. One stupid decision. One choice, young people, can mess it all up. You better hear me. One can mess it up. All up. Don't you ever forget that? Don't you ever forget that? So, what are we looking at in this election cycle? It's that choice that you have. You need to make choices that will benefit you long term financially Americans if you go for what will look like a quick a, a fix of it quickly we will fail you can't spend your way to the type of prosperity we were having before coronavirus hit you have to business has to be the engine with everything being shut shut down like it is how in the world can you expect any amount of money to make it right again I'll be back thought I was worth saving so you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That- you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. 
CL back with you here in the home stretch of the CL Bryant show today. Hey, let the games begin. A week of deception has been kicked off. <laughs> yeah, a week of deception has been kicked off. The Democrat National um, Convention has begun. It will be a week of lies, innuendo, but the important thing for you is to look out for the trend toward Marxism in the Democrat Party. Oh, yeah, honey. <laughs> As my Puerto Rican uh, friend says, oh, yeah, honey. <laughs> you can look out for deception. Yes. There's going to be plenty of deception. It's going to be, for me, listen, as I say every year, every political, you know, year, every season that, uh, I come, we come into, I say this to political junkies everywhere. This is, our finest hours. These are these are our finest hours. This is our time. The, these are our Super Bowls. Every four years, they happen every four years. These are our Super Bowls. All you political junkies out there, you like me. This is what you live for politically. And in a nation like ours, when we're talking about a nation that is founded upon Judeo-Christian ethics, this is where you see the hand of God either abiding with or withdrawing from a nation. Do you hear me? In these moments is when you see God either abiding with or withdrawing from, his hand from, a nation. I believe, I'm thinking, that if you pay close attention, to these two conventions, you will be able to define who you are spiritually, economically, morally. Christians, you're going to find out whether or not you're actually shucking and jiving. I want you to pay attention to at least five key speeches. One, two tonight, two of two are two are actually uh Michelle and Bernie Sanders. You go back and analyze them very well. 
Go back, analyze their speeches very well. You want to hear the speech, of course, of Barack Obama. How full throat will his endorsement be of his former vice president? Will he denounce any ideals or uh, idea that he does not think Biden can win or that Joe has a propensity for messing things up, using another word. Huh? Those are three speeches there. Of course, you want to hear the speech of Ocasio-Cortez. That's five. Joe Biden, no, that's four. Joe Biden will be five. His will be, I'm not, listen, if Joe rises to this occasion, I will be stunned. His modus operandi, historically, in big events, is to underachieve. That's, um, who he has been normally underachieves so if he rises to this occasion on Thursday night I will be stunned and of course the Dems will be grateful grateful. they may actually turn back to God but you know what I, I don't believe that they want Joe to win I think they have set him up to fail, I think they're going to take their shot on down the road against Pence or whoever our nominee nominee will be after Trump finishes another term. Their job, I think, is to hold, take the Senate. I think their focus now is to take the Senate. And we don't have a lot of reserves to fill seats. So we're in a uh, a difficult situation here. Talk about slip sliding away. It can rapidly. It can rapidly. So my question to each and every one of you, my question is this. What are you prepared to do? Hmm? What are you prepared to do? It is time now for everyone who may have been undecided to decide. What are you prepared to do? Vote. Each and every one of you get out and vote. I am looking forward to the resurrection of our economy as we slowly responsibly get back to work. I am looking forward 
to an American resurrection from this crisis. While the Democrats wanted to go, they don't want to, they don't want this crisis to go to waste. I want you to understand that. You hear me? They don't want this to go to waste. And it, and believe me, for some reason, I don't know why we went along with it. It's, it's, it's foolishly and it's, as we did, I don't want, I don't know why we went along with it, but we did. We went along with it. We were herded into our homes and places of, refuge like sheep told us stay there and we went for it we 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 went for it and once they got their one of our arms behind our back they held us there with fear that if we didn't let them keep that arm behind our back we could die when actually the only thing that was truly happening in a situation like this is what normally happens. The strong survive. And we take precaution to protect the weak. But you don't kill yourself. The strong will survive we did we we oh my sometimes you know what we can be so stupid sometimes we can be so stupid gleefully stupid you ever seen anybody gleefully stupid just just happy that there's ignorance Ignorance, they say, is happiness, is bliss. Ignorance to certain things is bliss. It's happiness. Long as you don't know, you can be happy. But how can you be happy once you know that these people mean you harm? That's all you're going to hear is harmful ideals ideas on this Democrat National Convention site or if you go to television or what have you, you are going to hear deception. You're going to hear Marxist ideas put forth to America promising you free stuff. Promising you free stuff. Promising to make America uh, work again. Well, they didn't have America working. The Democrats have never had America working. Not in the last three Democrat presidents. Never. Never had America working. They're going to make you think that somehow Donald Trump is responsible for America being out of work, unemployed. He's responsible for coronavirus. You know that's a lie. He would have closed down our borders much sooner, but he was opposed 
But Joe Biden in particular, Joe Biden said uh, he was being xenophobic. In other words, he was being afraid of other people of other nationalities. That's what Joe Biden said. He's being xenophobic. Now he has the nerve to say the president didn't act soon enough. That's the kind of hypocrisy and mess that you're dealing with. That's the same reason, hey, have you gotten your money yet, Americans? Even though I'm not necessarily for everybody getting all this money and all this free money. Well, I'm not necessarily free, but I'm not necessarily for it. But I'm just asking, have you gotten it? If you hadn't, don't blame Trump. You blame the Democrats. They're holding you up. And they want you to think that somehow it's him. No, it's them. They are the problem. And as I have said before, and as I leave you today, I'm going to say it again. Vote them out. Vote them out. I'm CL. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, my heartfelt desire is that God will bless and keep you all. See you next time.